As a ruckus maker, I'm sure that you would love anything that's going to give you leverage, that will be a, a hinge moment where if you did this thing, it would increase engagement in your school. You would love that, right? And maybe one of the things that would help build more engagement in your school is asking your students to solve incredibly big problems. Problems so big that we actually don't know the answers to. I'll tell you this. The best way to decrease engagement is to focus only on the test. You know this to be true. And in today's conversation with Jordan Moreno, she's over at a really cool program called Project Invent. They use design thinking and community building and solving big problems to create meaningful learning experiences in classroom. And what happens after they come in is you find that students don't want to leave school. (laughs) A good problem to have because the students are so engaged and they're so interested in learning the skills needed to solve these big problems. Hey, it's Daniel, and welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box leaders making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these messages from our show sponsors. Deliver on your school's vision with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education School faculty in self-paced online professional development specifically designed for pre-K through 12 school leaders. Courses include Leading Change, Leading School Strategy and Innovation, Leading People, and Leading Learning. Apply now for our June 22 cohort at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Better Leaders, Better Schools is brought to you by school leaders like Principal Gutierrez using TeachFX. Special populations benefit the most from verbally engaging in class, but get far fewer opportunities to do so than their peers, especially in virtual classes. TeachFX measures verbal engagement automatically in virtual or in-person classes to help schools and teachers address these issues of equity during COVID. Learn more and get a special offer from Better Leaders, Better Schools listeners at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Well, hello, Ruckus Makers. Today, I'm joined by Jordan Moreno, who is a Partnerships Manager at Project Invent, a nonprofit that empowers high school and middle school students to invent technology for community impact. Jordan gravitates toward questions about and celebrations of human purpose and believes that young people should be given chances often and early to wrestle with their own understandings of meaning. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Danny. Hello, Ruckus Makers. I am excited to be here to wrestle and ruckus. Love it. Thank you so much. So we'll start with a really cool story you have about helping a group of students in Anchorage, Alaska. And from what I understand, the students wanted to address depression and anxiety in the community. 
big topic, right? Important topic for sure. Right. And so tell us that story. Yeah, I would love to. So we'll get into Project Invent, the organization I work for, but all you need to know is that we support ruckus makers who um, are teachers in the classroom on the ground, usually in high schools, sometimes in middle schools. Last year, we were super lucky to work with two teachers from Alaska for the first time ever. Their names were Ellen and Catherine, and they work at an alternative school in Anchorage, Alaska. I think if you look online at their school's description, it says something like, or if you just heard a district admin talk about the school, it says something like, Students who aren't finding success at the larger public schools in Anchorage can come to our alternative school to find more personalized learning experiences. And Ellen and Catherine connected with us because I think they have a really deep and intimate understanding of what that means to to offer a personalized learning experience. And the way they saw it, and that very much agreed with our ethos at Project Invent, was give students a chance to connect their classroom to the things that are really bothering them, impacting them, and shaping them outside of the classroom. So in our case, Ellen and Catherine, our teachers started the school year, just like all of our project event teachers do. And they told, they had a team of about eight students. They said, this classroom space that we have together this year is meant for you to invent something that will make Anchorage a better place. Mm. And I think Ellen told me, I think they expected the students to gravitate towards sort of like public, positive, obvious sort of institutions like an animal shelter or the fire department Mm -hmm. or something like that. But the students heard this prompt from their teachers and they said, you know, if you're going to give us a year to make Anchorage a better place, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about the fact that Alaska has the second highest rate of death by suicide of any state in the U.S. Let's talk about the fact that Alaska has the highest rate of children in the foster care system of any state in the U.S. And these high school students were saying this to their teachers. And I think the teachers were both taken aback, but also impressed by the ambition that the students displayed right off the bat. So, And they didn't, obviously, the teachers did not stand in the way of that. So the students and Ellen and Catherine spent the year interviewing community members in Alaska about these challenges that impact young people in Anchorage every single day, suicidal ideation and death by suicide and and the foster care system and the the mental health challenges that are associated with that. And then the students built inventions and technological devices to help some of these community members that they interviewed. And I think the takeaway from that story more than anything is that once the students realized that they could spend time in the classroom every single day doing something that was going to affect their world outside of the classroom, their engagement skyrocketed. You know, the teachers told us stories of students staying after school, learning to code when they previously, you know, as the district would have said, were not succeeding at the larger schools in Anchorage. But all of a sudden they're working together after school, going on YouTube, teaching themselves new skills because all of a sudden their learning mattered to them. Um, And that's that's something, that's the sort of ruckus maker we love to find um, among teachers. And that's the sort of, ethos we we hope to bring into the, the schools we work with. Yeah. What I love, you know, so much about what you said there, Jordan, but this idea of their learning mattered. And maybe for the first time, right, especially because of the setting that they found themselves in, they found purpose and meaning in the education system and how they can make an impact in their community or like how we like to talk about making a ruckus. Their eyes lit up. They're staying after school. <laughs> they're coding and they're they're creating solutions for their community. Uh, I know you work on a ton of projects, so I don't, I don't expect you to remember, 
But I'm just curious if you remember any of the like inventions or solutions uh, that those students created. Oh, I certainly remember. And I think one of the, the invention that came out of their research into the foster care system was so simple yet insightful. They interviewed some foster parents and foster children. Many of their classmates at school were foster children. So they had a good sort of source of primary research. And they came away with this insight that one of the most sort of demoralizing or emotionally affecting aspects of being in the foster care system is that you hardly ever have a sense that something belongs to you. Hmm. So you might be assigned to a new foster home and be told, throw all of your things into a garbage bag and get in the car, you know, you're, you're going. And so the students wanted to build something that would address that sense of belonging and, and give young children the sense that they owned something at a young age. So the invention that came out of that was a specially designed duffel bag that foster children can keep their belongings in. And it has a key keypad on it so that you know, they can lock it if they don't want anyone else to getting in, unlock it when they need to access it. Of course, their foster parents have access to that code as well. It also has a GPS tracking device if they ever lose it, because that was a big challenge they identified that often belongings get lost Mm. in transportation. And it had a refrigerator, uh, sort of like an ice pack feature, so that if they had any snacks or drinks or something they wanted to take that needed to be kept cold, that that the the duffel bag could offer that as well. So it was just the symbol of belonging that manifested in a few edits to a very simple um, sort of commonplace item. Yeah, that belonging piece is so important. You know, I have this framework that I teach called the ABCs of powerful professional development. The A is authenticity, the C is challenge, but the B is for belonging. Mm -hmm. And so that is, you know, that can't be overstated how important that is uh, to give these these kiddos uh, a sense of belonging uh, that it's theirs, you know, it's protected. The GP, I mean, there's so many amazing features, right, to what was created by students, <laughs> right? It's not like it's, uh, yeah, some corporation or company doing this. These are students coming up with the solution. So I really, really appreciate you uh, unpacking that. So Jordan, talk to us about a project event and how it helps schools utilize design thinking and and community partnerships. I I think we got a taste, but I'm sure there's more you'd like to share. Yeah, Denny, I appreciate you getting me to start with a story because I think now that the story's there, uh, the details are much simpler to explain. Yeah. Uh, But Project Invent is a nonprofit that works with high school teachers like Ellen and Catherine to make unique and impactful invention experiences possible. So if you think about that story, the, the places where Project Invent comes into place are we provide the curriculum. So all the things, you know, you don't have to be someone who's invented something before or be a STEM teacher or be a coding or a computer science teacher to teach this kind of invention experience. So we provide that curriculum. We provide if needed, for example, if, um, if Catherine and Ellen's students didn't have foster parents to interview, we would be able to f- provide those sort of connections and sources of community partnership and relationships for classrooms across um, our cohort. And we provide students with an opportunity to celebrate and show off the work that they do. So we have what we call demo day events where the students would get, get up on stage and say, here's this unique duffel bag that we invented for children 
in the foster care system in Anchorage. And then some of our students at those events do win funding and investments from our judges that we bring in. So what's really important to us is that the students walk away from the experience knowing that not only did they get to invent something and come up with a brand new idea, but also that that, that idea really mattered, which can be demonstrated through A, the impact that they see on their immediate community members, and B, if you have an entrepreneur or if you have an engineer from, we have volunteers from companies like Google and IBM and Adobe. If you have folks like that coming and listening to your idea and saying, this is awesome, I'm going to invest in this and help you, you know, bring it to manufacturing and bring it to more people. That just gives students that sense that, oh, that wasn't, you know, I didn't turn in that group project at the end of the school year and that was the end of it. You know, this is an idea that can live and build and it matters to people outside of just me and my teammates. So Project Invent provides those pieces of support throughout the school year to help teachers really enrich their classrooms with community-based learning, personalized learning, and a little bit, you know, invention is magical in itself. So a little bit of magic. Sure is. And, you know, I think everything's invented. That's sort of the way that I view the world, right? And uh, in terms of of worldview, perspective, uh, how you decide to respond to situations, all that kind of stuff, or even, you know, how I show up and serve school leaders, that was all an idea first, right? <laughs> and then it was invented and now it's now it's out there and living. So, you know, a piece of, at least from what I understand, a piece of what's important to Project Invent is the focus on taking action, right? And again, a personal connection. We, we serve school leaders who I say, quote unquote, has a bias for taking action, but in your words, you know, why is why is taking action and not like delaying and procrastinating so important? It's a great question. And I'll steal a little bit of what you just said. Uh, <laughs> that realization, I don't know how, how old you were when you realized that everything was invented. But I think I think everybody has that moment, you know, where or maybe you don't. And that's those are the unlucky ones. But you realize that the the world was designed and that it can be redesigned and redesigned and redesigned and reinvented. And I think we hope that our students have that realization early on in their experience with us, that everything around them was designed and that they actually can be a part of that. And, and what you're pointing to now is why wait? You know, I think even if students do realize the world around me is designed, if they don't have that sense of agency that says I can be a designer too, then it becomes super defeating because we think about a student sitting in a classroom learning about climate change or learning about income inequality or these systems or uh, uh, trends that have been designed by the people that came before us. And when those students are sitting in that classroom hearing about these things and how you know the world is ending um, and your generation has to fix it, but you need to go and study for your math test, that's like that causes a lot of cognitive dissonance for students. And yeah. it's, even if they have that innate desire to go out and design something new and invent something new, they're not being given those avenues to do so in many cases. And then the opposite can happen. They get really defeated. It causes, there's, there are studies that prove that students in this day and age are having um, mental health challenges because of this dissonance they're feeling between the real world and the classroom. So instead of squashing any sort of innate desire that a student has to go out and design something new, we want to make sure it's unleashed as early as possible. Um, and it's, it comes down to agency, I think, is, is the key word. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, just letting letting students know that they're the authors, right? And, and uh, if they can dream it, they can do it. Is what Walt Disney said. You know, it's interesting as well. Um, just how expectations, you know, uh, influence kids being able to show up and that kind of thing. We're, we're currently reading a book in the Mastermind called The Promises of Giants. And it's a story of this uh, former NBA basketball player, 6'9", John Amici. And uh, he's now like, uh, he's really into psychology. He's a leadership expert and this kind of thing. But at seven years old, he's he's reading about psychology. You know, he's a, he was a nerd. He loved to learn, right? And his mom says, hey, you're brilliant. And this kind of stuff. And the first few years of school, in elementary school, you're brilliant, you're brilliant. And then he got to a different setting in high school and the reaction from the faculty was different. And all of a sudden he found himself doing poorly, right? Or struggling in school, even though he had been flourishing his entire life. So that expectation piece, right? That you students have the agency, you can do it, you know, so important. So I really want to point that out for the ruckus maker. The other thing that I'm, I'm thinking about as well is just, uh, you know, the, the fact that it's, it's wild. As a teacher, we want relationships with our students. We want them to stay around. We want them to uh, continue and, and develop a hunger for learning, right? Mm-hmm. And here you are sharing, right? What we know, you know, if we're all just focused on tests and stuff like that, it squashes the, the desire versus let's solve anxiety and depression in Anchorage. And now kids are, they won't leave school. <laughs> so it's like, if you want the good problem to have, make learning meaningful, I think is, you know, what we've been talking about so far in our conversation, right? Absolutely. Yes. Cool. Well, I've been enjoying our talk so far, Jordan. We're going to take a quick pause here for a message from our sponsors. And when we get back, you know, I'd love to uh, just talk to you a little bit more about like the energy and ethos of a project event. And uh, also, what what it's been like for you coming to terms with your identity as a ruckus maker? Can't wait. Learn the frameworks, skills, and knowledge you need to drive change improvement in your learning community with Harvard's online certificate in school management and leadership, a joint collaboration between the Harvard Graduate School of Education and Harvard Business School. Connect and collaborate with fellow school leaders as you address your problems of practice in our online professional development program. Apply today at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. 
And we're back with Jordan Moreno, the Partnerships Manager at Project Invent. And if you're like me, what they're doing with schools is very interesting. And I highly encourage the ruckus maker who's listening to this conversation to, to check out Project Invent's work. Uh, and you talked about, you know, wanting to work with ruckus makers, right, in education and that kind of thing. Um, before we get to energy and ethos, where, where do people find out more, you know, if they want to partner with you as a school? Yeah, uh, we're pretty easy to reach. Um, you can find us at projectinvent.org. I think one of the best ways to see the outcomes of our work is to tune into some of our demo day events. So mm. like I said, we have those opportunities for students to get up on stage and share their ideas. Those are all publicly available. Um, so whether you can catch them live, they're happening at the end of the school year, or you can watch the recorded versions. I think those are the most inspiring moments, the ones that want you to get into making the ruckus with us. So find us on YouTube, I think is maybe the best place to start. Gotcha. And I have a sense that there will be folks listening that, that want to connect and then to partner with you as a school. Is that like an application process or, or how does that happen? We, for now, primarily we're working with those ruckus makers who, one thing I've heard from a lot of our teachers is this sense of being on an island. I don't know why okay. it always comes up. I feel like I'm on an island um, and I want to do something different in my school. And so we work with a lot of those just individual teachers within larger public schools who are innovating either within their classroom or they might introduce Project Event as an after-school club. So our application is really accessible to individual teachers. But of course, uh, we're not stopping school leaders from getting involved too. So every summer, we train a new cohort of educators to teach uh, the Project Invent curriculum. And last summer, we did have a couple of um, school admin join us, which I think is a really, really special part of the experience that they're going to be offering to their students in particular. Got it. Cool. Thank you for clarifying that for us. Uh, I believe, you know, ruckus makers listening uh, will be attracted, you know, to the to the ruckus that Project Invent is making. And so can you talk to us a bit about the energy and ethos of, of the program? Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of the different aspects, this innate belief that students can make a change. I think it involves a lot of trust in young people handing big problems into the, into their hands and not in a way where there's any sort of outcome predefined. It's here's a big problem and I don't know the answer. And I believe that you can discover an answer. And that's maybe something we haven't touched on as much is we are building a classroom experience that extends beyond the school building. A lot of our educators even though they have, they're the most innovative uh, folks in their district, or they're the most experimental teachers in their state, you know, they're still super humble. And one of the markers of a project event educator is this sense of humility, this willingness to learn alongside their students, and that joy that they feel when the students have advanced beyond their skill level. All of a sudden, students are talking about coding languages and technical specifications that the teachers don't know anything about that's sort of the, the, the energy that, that we love um, to see teachers bringing part of that means that teachers are reaching outside of um, their building, finding local professionals, um, zoom connecting with engineers and designers across the country, telling their students, 
I'm not the expert in this, but you deserve to talk to someone who is an expert in this. And we're going to get them on the phone or we're going to get them in the classroom. Um, and so sort of it's, it's that it takes a village kind of mindset of giving students that natural willingness to admit, I don't know something about whatever I want to learn. And I have the tools that I need, or I have people who are willing to, to trust me and talk to me and, and support me in discovering those things that I need. So we like to think of Project Invent as sort of this network that ebbs and flows between schools and community centers and nonprofits and corporations all share a belief that students deserve our time and our trust and a sense of agency that, that only adults can really give them at this point in their life. Yeah, well, agency, you know, uh, problems bigger, uh, big, scary problems that we don't know the answers to. And then, you know, this idea of like um, networking and connecting that education doesn't have to happen, right? Just in between the walls of a school. Uh, sounds like, you know, a lot of what, what your program's all about. So in, in the pre-chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think you mentioned that you're coming to terms, you know, with your identity personally as a ruckus maker. So what's that? How's that been for you? Yeah, I think the first time maybe you emailed me and identified me as a ruckus maker. It's a, I feel like it's a, a label of honor and one that should be taken, <laughs> you know, treated with care. And then I wondered, I often wonder, do I have to be on the ground? You know, do I have to be working face-to-face with students in educational buildings to be a ruckus maker? And sometimes I feel, ask myself, am I doing enough? But at the same time, a lot of, you know, you said in my short bio at, at the beginning, a lot of my expertise and my passion is related to human purpose. And so much of human purpose or uncovering human purpose is helping people embrace and celebrate the talents that they have, not what they don't have or what they wish they have, but what they really truly have uniquely and no one else has and turning those talents into as wide and as big of an impact as possible. So right now where I am in my life, my talents are best used to promote the talents of the high school teachers and the middle school teachers that we work with. Some the, the times when I feel I'm making the most ruckus or I feel my impact in, in the most acute ways are when I meet with a teacher who says, I love your program, but you know, I'm just not right for this. Or I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't have the skills for this. And it's my job to say, you absolutely do. And we're going to support you. And you're going to create change in your classroom beyond what you ever could have imagined. It's really special to work with teachers who have such an innate sense of purpose. It's not something you have to dig out of them, but to actually dig deeper and say, purpose is about using your talents to the fullest that they can be used to impact at the widest scale that you can impact. And you're, you're, you haven't reached your full maximum impact yet. And we're here to make sure that happens. So I am wrestling with my own identity, trying to celebrate, you know, being that catalyst, that that pivot point between a teacher whose impact is, uh, you know, at 45 degrees and expanding it all the way to 180 degrees um, has been where I'm finding my niche for now. Brilliant. So, Jordan, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for a single day, what would your message read? I think it's something I've hinted at. Throughout, I would like there to be a marquee that says, we're empowering today's world leaders and change makers and problem solvers. What's all this about the next generation? Hmm. Because I think there's a lot of language out there that's like, 
we're empowering the next generation or we're preparing for the next generation. What about today? And I think we're ready to give our students that chance to do it today. Got it. Love the message. And if you were, well, you are, you're building a school from the ground up, this thought experiment question I love to ask. And you're not limited by any resources, your only limitations, your imagination. Jordan, how would you build your dream school and what would be the three guiding principles? I keep talking about unlocking talent or pushing people to believe that they are talented. And I think my dream school is a place where every student doesn't believe, but knows that they are talented. And, And it's not about, I am good at math and I am bad at reading. It's just, I am talented and I am talented in a different way than everyone else. And when I put all of my talents together, I'm a uniquely capable person in whatever impact I choose to pursue. So having spaces for students to feel and explore and test the the talents that they might not even know that they have yet, that would be, I think, the bedrock of any school that I have a hand in designing. Project invent related, I would say, we've learned so much from blurring the walls, bringing, you know, like I said, a, a foster care system expert or a firefighter or a public safety official or a Google designer or a, an investment banker into a high school classroom or into a middle school classroom. There's so much value to be had in those sort of cross-cutting conversations. So I would love to see a school where it's a school that becomes a hub that people come to. I have a question, a burning question, and I'm going to go to that high school closest to me and ask the students there because I'm curious to hear their perspective. Um, so, so creating a place where other people go sort of from the outside in because there's just this general belief around that group of students that they have valuable ideas and, and answers to provide. And maybe a, a third piece, that's the, the other side of that last point is I would love to see schools where at the end of a school year or at the end of a semester that it's not a closed book, that, that students don't feel like, okay, now I finished the eighth grade or, okay, now I finished physics too, that at the end of every sort of project experience, students can look out and see, this is how what I, what I did is going to live on. Or I want to keep working on this to make sure that it does live on. And that school is sort of an, an ongoing and, and learning is, remains a living thing. Lovely. Well, we covered a lot of ground talking about the great work that you and Project Invent you know, is doing. Uh, of everything we talked about, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? Hmm. I think that story told in the very beginning of our teachers asking students, how do you want to make your community a better place? And those students immediately gravitating towards the most complex and difficult and hard questions that they possibly could. That's the kind of young people that we're working with in the world today. And as long as we just ask them that question, what do you want to do? They're going to provide us with really impactful and big and meaningful answers. Um, And it's just our job to, to ask the question. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. 
you can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Thank you.